Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again. Hope everybody's doing well. So sorry I didn't get you a podcast for yesterday. I was running, had an appointment, took a while, came back late last night, crashed. Anyway, today, today I'm going to talk about something my mama used to always say. Mind your own business. Anybody ever hear anybody say mind your own business before? <clears throat> your boss, your brother, your mother, your sister. Nobody ever said mind your own business to you? Well, see, the disciples, they've been out fishing. This is after Jesus has died, and they were on the Sea of Tiberias. And Jesus pops up, <clears throat> like I said, after he was the resurrection, and comes out there to them, and they're all elated to catch some fish to come to shore. Jesus is walking and talking with Peter. Can you just imagine? I mean, can you imagine? To me, it's just... I don't know. It's just... I'm thinking... These guys... They lived and walked... With the giant. With Jesus Christ himself. They had... They had it all at their fingertips. They went to the first seminary of Jesus. The first seminary of Jesus. Discipleship 101 at the Heavenly Institute. I mean, it just don't get any better than to be... In the class of 11. In the year of the crucifixion. Can you imagine? I mean these guys are. Learning. Interning. Doing everything. At the hands of Jesus. Walking on the beach. After the resurrection. Walking on the beach with the man himself. In the flesh, J.C. I just... I don't know. I hear people ask me, you know, if I could go back in time, where would I like to go? What would I like to do? And, of course, I'd like to go back to the day before my wife died. And But, you know, if I could go back to Jesus' time, I think this would probably be one of the one of the moments that I would pick. You'd go back. Right now, when they're on the sea, coming back, they've been out there fishing, and here he is walking around with them. Because it says... 
that Jesus is walking with Peter. And uh, walking along the beach. And then he, he says, that Peter says, turning around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. That's John. Who also had leaned on his breast, on Jesus' breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? So he's, John is writing about himself. And he says that Peter turned around and saw me is what he's essentially saying. And Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus. Now remember, John and Peter were the left and right hands of Jesus. And Peter turned. Seeing him, he said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Because, see, Jesus had just finished telling Peter how he was going to die. What was going to happen to him. And and then Peter says, What about this man? It's like, you know, you're grounded because, you know, you didn't come home in time. And you and your brother were in the car together. And you turn and say, what about you? What about him? He was with me. You know, or or people get in trouble with the police. Well, what about him? He was there. You know, he pushed me out in, into the crowd. Or he carried the stuff I stole. Or whatever. And you know what Jesus says to him? He says, mind your own business. It ain't none of your business what I do. That's what he said in Chip Ritchie's interpretation. But what the scripture says is he said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Don't you worry about what I do with John. You worry about you. You follow me. And everything else will take care of its own. So then, you know how gossip starts. Then the saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? If I deem that John is to walk the earth until I come again. What is that to you? Well, for anybody out there that's wondering, all the disciples pretty much died a horrific death. Except for John. John was actually boiled alive in the Colosseum in front of the emperor. And the emp- and it didn't kill him. He was protected. God protected him. And the emperor was so mad that he couldn't kill him that he had him banished to the Isle of Patmos where uh, John wrote the book of Revelation. And then John died a death, an old death of natural causes. He was the only one to live and die of natural causes. 
Everybody else was martyred. But here's the amazing thing I'm I'm trying to get to. Talk about him walking on the beach. Or you know, John wrote it the book of John. You got all the gospels that talk about all the different things that Jesus did. The Acts, the Acts that talks about things, and that the apostles did. All these things that we're just looking at in a few short pages. Probably just a speck of dirt compared to what has happened. Because John says in verse 24, This is the disciple who testifies of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And what John is saying is, I'm the disciple who testifies of these things. And I wrote these things, and I know that my testimony is true. That's what he's saying. And in verse 25, he says, And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. So can you imagine? If we, in a accusatory or inquisitory sense, would mind our own business and worry about doing the business of the Lord, do we can we even fathom the things that we would be able to do? Be capable of doing. the witnessing we could do the you know i've talked about our politics and our politicians and <laughs> isn't that funny i just thought about the word politic sounds like a tick right and a politician is a politic and a tick is on a dog they're a bunch of blood suckers aren't they they're sucking us dry getting paid in Washington and not doing much. Wouldn't it be something if we all just worried about ourselves and doing the work of God, not worry about the person that's that turns their back on God, that, that chooses not to go to church or the ones... You know, you say, oh, you see them, they were in church on Sunday, and look, they're out there at their party barbecuing and having a beer. If we didn't worry about all those things and minded our own business, I wonder if when we get to heaven, our book that's written about us would be able to contain all the things that we've done. You see, it's not a hard thing to do. It's just we choose not to do. What do you do 
your life that sows a seed and sets an example for someone. Because they may never have a chance to repent, change their mind. They may have a hardened heart. A friend of mine just had someone die and said that um, just six months ago, they knew, they heard him say that wasn't concerned about heaven, didn't believe in it, didn't want to talk about it. You don't know the hour of the day, people. But what do you do? What are you doing about your bit? Are you going about God's business or are you doing your business? What are you doing that's sharing the love of Christ to people you meet? That's, that's helping the kingdom and furthering the grace and glory of God. What are you doing? Everybody has a story. I told my friend about this the other day, and I don't know that I've ever said it on a podcast before, but when I was little, well, first of all, y'all, most of y'all know that my dad and I had a strained relationship, and I don't know why. But they drug us to church every Sunday. Every Wednesday and every Sunday night and any time something was going on when I was a kid. If the doors was open, we was sitting on a pew. I just don't know why. My dad was a deacon, but I don't recall much about a deacon's life in our house. Um... But my grandfather... Used to play on the Grand Ole Opry with Sam and Kirk McGee and a couple other boys when I was a little kid. And I remember we were in Nashville one time. And we were walking down the street because we'd been to the to the old Grand Ole Opry, the real one, not the new one. And uh, I remember some guy sitting on the side of the street asking my dad for some money. And my dad said, I won't buy you any money. I won't give you any money. But I'll take you in this in this bar. He was sitting right outside a bar. He said, I'll take you in there and buy you some coffee and whatever. And the guy said, yes, sir, that'd be fine. And you know, I probably wasn't two or three years old. And I remember my dad setting me up on that bar. I remember the squeaky wooden floor. I remember those brass footrails, the, the stools people were sitting on. I remember the spit tunes on the floor. I remember my dad sitting me up on that bar. I remember the big mirror behind the bar. And I remember him buying that man a cup of coffee. I'm not sure what else he bought him. But I remember that man thanking him. And my dad and I leaving. And you see, 
My dad could have walked on down the street and turned his head and not said a word to that man. But what did he do? He followed Jesus. He didn't get into the business of the man being an alcoholic. He offered the man a cup of coffee. And I don't know what else my dad did for that man. I can't remember. But you see, that memory is with me 50-something years later. What are you doing for your business? Are you worrying about what your neighbor's doing? Your friend, your brother, your mother, your politician? Or are you following Christ? Because when you go to heaven, when you die and you go to heaven and you're standing before that throne for judgment, and you go, but he said, and Jesus is going to say, shut up, just shut up. I don't want to hear it. Mind your own business. I want to know what you did for me. And maybe when they break open your book to look at your life, it'll be running over with the deeds that you did for Jesus with the time that you had on this earth. I hope that they don't open it to a blank page. And this is Pastor Chip. God bless you. I love you. Pray for me. Pray for our world. Pray for our country. And everyone be safe and be blessed.